The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you? Are you all keeping the very best, wherever you may be? Welcome along. Yes, because we are the show for the piping folk, and I am aware that we introduce more and more new people to what we do. So welcome, 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 welcome. How was your Christmas? It's all over now. Yeah, we've all ate a stupid amount of food and drunk ourselves silly. It's now time to try and take stock and think, oh God, i got to get to the gym. <laughs> Uh, yeah, are you, are you going to be doing like a, a bit of a January detox kind of thing? A lot of my friends actually are going to be doing a dry January. <clears throat> yeah, January's a long month. Anyway, um, yeah, I had the best time. Best Christmas, actually. The great time. If you listened to last week's podcast where I put together the Christmas list, uh, which was yeah a lot of feedback on. Thank you, everyone, first of all, who emailed us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. We got a lot of feedback on our Christmas list, by the way. So, thank you, everyone who enjoyed that show. And uh, I've actually, I've got a better listener meal here that you're going to really enjoy. That's quite fun. Anyway, I'm flustered. I'm all over the place. Just if anything, I've had the best break. I'm full of energy. I've just got so much to talk about. It's awesome. Plus, I have a special guest joining me later on in the show. So I can't wait actually until he arrives here and I'll get it. Oh, class. Right, first of all, let's give a shout out to our amazing patrons. TwistedThistle.com, LoneStarPiper.com and Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome! Thank you! Yes, if you do do want to support us here on The Rab Show, please do check out our Patreon page Yeah, and click that support button. Every single penny that you contribute to the show does help. It really does. It goes towards helping what we're going to be producing in 2018. We are investing in new equipment. We're also investing in possibly covering more and covering it better as well. So we will do what we can. With your support, guys, the the piping folk, we will try and bring you the best possible piping content that we can to you guys, all completely for free, here on the Rab Show Podcast. Right, yes, time to fly on. Now, we normally start the show with a bit of listener mail. And here is one such bit of listener mail. Now, I have to give a shout out to Paul. Thanks, Paul, for emailing in, man, and giving me a real hearty good laugh. Yeah, he says, Hey, Rab, love the show, man, and wishing you and yours a very happy Christmas. Have to say, your Christmas list podcast was played on loudspeaker in my kitchen the following morning. He says, uh, my wife has been having trouble trying to find me the appropriate piping gift this Christmas. So whenever I seen your podcast, it was an opportune time to point her in the right direction. Ah, Paul, what are you doing to me? So (laughs) did you force your missus to listen to the show? So he says, "Uh, I've lost my place now. Uh, He says, yes, putting your podcast on loudspeaker in the kitchen the following morning, my wife was asking, who is this guy? And what's he talking about? Well, the rest is history. I now am the proud owner of the book from Bill Livingston, the CD from Dougie McKence, 
this is awesome. Uh, uh, what else? I've lost my place again. Uh, t- yes, and a subscription to pipesdrums.com. <laughs> Thank you, Rab, so much. One very happy piping fan. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to 2018. Paul. Paul, that's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad I was able to help. <laughs> but here, I did not encourage anyone to force their other half to listen to the show, but hey, I was glad I could help. Hey, Awesome. Thank you, Paul, for email, <laughs> giving me a real hearty laugh. Thank you. If anyone else out there would love to email us in, please do. BigRabShow at gmail.com. We would love to know your thoughts. Because next podcast after this one will be a kind of a look back over previous old episodes. A lot of people want to talk about the sexism episode. Hmm. Which keeps cropping up. A lot of people keep emailing me in about all female bands. To keep talking about sexism and piping and drumming. And hmm, this topic's not going to go away. Yeah, we will be talking about that. Plus... People have been asking a load of questions about the learning journey, plus our bass drumming podcast as well, which was a bit specialist show, plus a load of people have just general questions around a lot of previous topics that we've covered in a lot of our back catalogue. So, yeah, we will be bringing those to the next week's podcast with a bit of luck. So, email me in, bigrabshow at gmail.com, and we will do our very best to address all of your questions. Next week's will be a wrap-up Q&A. Yeah. Because I'm aware, a lot of listener mail that we get in do talk about previous podcasts. So, shout out to everyone who has emailed in, by the way. And, uh, yeah, aye, we're not going to be bringing it to this week's podcast, I'm afraid, because they're all talking about previous shows. We'll talk about it next week. Is that complicated enough for you? I'm sure it is. Anyway, my head's melted. What a crazy holiday season we've had here on the Rab Show. And, yeah, people did not believe that we were going to be broadcasting our live show on Fuse on Boxing Day. Yeah, why wouldn't we? Also, people, I'm sure, are going to be surprised whenever I upload this. I'm thinking, what are you doing? Doing a podcast. It's Christmas week, man. You're not taking a break? No, not taking a break. Do you know why? Because, in my own humble opinion, the piping world doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So why should the rap show stop? We'll just keep on going. Anyway. I shall fly on. This week's will be a short one, I have to be honest, because we are in the middle of a holiday season. So, yeah, we don't really have much in the way of piping news, to be honest. This week, not much has really been announced, released. Because, let's face it, every band seems to be on break at the moment. There's not much happening. There's a lot of announcements and stuff to do with concerts and the rest. But again, I've already announced most of them, if not all of them. So rather than sit here and list off a load of concerts that are going to be happening, yeah, I'll just let you know that us here in the Rab Show plan to go to most of them, if not all of them, with a bit of luck. And yeah, I think, oh, we might not be getting to Celtic Connections, however. Hmm. Yeah, I have been trying to get flights and stuff all booked to get to the Johnstone concert. I might not get to that. Hmm. Anyway, that's a whole different topic in itself. Anyway, I'm boring you with personal stuff. (laughs) Rob, can't get flights. Anyway, yes. Can you believe it, guys? That's it for 2017. We're finished. We've reached the end of another year. Now, for the rest of this podcast and the topic of the week, we'll be looking back over 2017. (sighs) What a year it's been. But hey, we're not going to start topic of the week just yet. It's time for me to go and grab a cup of tea. Wait for my amazing guest to join me. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com 
the little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and Highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. TwistedThistle.com. Owned and operated by world champion and gold medal winner bass drummer Mike Cole. Twisted Thistle bass drum mallets are one of the top performing bass stick brands in the world. Used by our current world champions in Vararian District Pipe Band. So check out TwistedThistle.com where you can find information on available models to buy, tuning videos, Skype drumming lessons, pipe band drum scores, pipe band drumming workshops, drum tech support, blah, just so much stuff. Check them out, TwistedThistle.com. Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Yes indeed, time for Topic of the Week, and my special guest couldn't join me. Oh, I'm all sorts of goddess. Yeah, because it is the season, after all. So, no, I just literally got a phone call as the kettle was boiling, saying, here, man, I can't make it. So, oh, terribly sorry, guys. We will not have a year in review with special guest, but you will have one with me, yours truly. So, yeah, the title of this week's podcast, the topic of the week, is, yeah, good, bad and ugly. <laughs> Because, yeah, there's been a lot of good this past year in 2017. It's been a good season all round, I feel. But there was some bad and there was some ugly as well. So, hmm. But, hey, as New Year's are upon us, we are looking forward to 2018 and the incoming season. So, yeah, dare we be brave enough to make some possible predictions? Let's get into it. Starting off with the good Looking back at 2017, to be honest, it has to have been one of the most competitive seasons in memory. For me, anyway, definitely as a kind of outsider, as a yeah impartial spectator, especially for grade 1 and grade 2. I think, if anything, those two grades were some of the most competitive seasons in memory. Grade 1 this year was just... Basically a big game of tennis between Inverary and the Field Marshal. And for other bands trying to break into the top six as well, it seemed to be anybody's. Any week, on any given weekend, the whole pecking order of the top six or the big six could completely change. And that's what made it so interesting. And for grade two, of course you were talking about Glasgow Sky and Loman and Clyde. Those two bands were just nipping at each other all season so, of course, then, whenever it came to Glasgow, nobody really had any clear predictions. Like You couldn't really openly say, this year, in Grade 1, it's Field Marshals, because they've been winning all year. Because, no, Inverary had been lifting titles along with the Field Marshal. So, that's what made it so interesting. And let's not even get into Grade 2, because Loman and Clyde and Glasgow Sky, 
we're both on a par with each other. Such an interesting season in Grade 2. That's not to take it away for other bands in Grade 2 because, uh, yeah, some very strong performances by a lot of bands in that grade, uh, especially from overseas, I have to say. So, Grade 2 equally as interesting. Just what a year. If anything, the standard across all the grades, not just Grade 1 and Grade 2, but all the grades, I think has risen. A different le- to a different level this past season, especially in Grade 4A. The Grade 4A pipe bands that were competing this season, you know, could really challenge in Grade 3B, in my opinion. You know, whenever you were watching Grade 4A this year, and you were listening to bands blowing big sound in some cases, like some big, big sounds, big tone, uh, and yeah, the performances were spot on. If anything... For Grade 4A, I do know the judges have had a difficult time to try and split them. So, Grade 4A definitely raised the standard, and along with the rest of the grades. But, when you're talking about competitiveness, and just sheer by the skin of your teeth winning or lifting a prize, you have to look at Grade 1 and Grade 2. So, that's the good, I think, overall. The 2017 season has been an outstanding success for the association themselves, the Royal Scottish, and the Northern Irish branch as well. Overall here, the two branches here in the UK have had an outstanding year. Attendances at their events and everything certainly to be on the increase on previous years. Previous years, I think they were up against whatever it came to the elements uh, a lot of competitions were actually rained off the year before. 2016, I remember, I think, as an Inniskillen competition here in Northern Ireland actually got cancelled as a result of almost tsunami-type weather. It was just, <laughs> just insane. So, But, yeah, we are well used to the wet weather here. And thankfully, this year has been helped, I think, by the conditions. So that has helped. We've had more footfall, as they like to call it, to our events. And... Yeah, just the general competitiveness of all pipe bands around all the different grades. The standard seems to be rising. So that in itself is a massive positive. Another positive note that I have to say about 2017 is, yeah, the young ones, the youth. If anything, whenever you actually stand in the middle of a competition arena and have a look around you, see the amount of kids that are taking it up now. Whenever you look at bands like the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland or other novice juvenile or juvenile pipe bands all around you know, Scotland, Northern Ireland, all from around the world, especially Canada and the North America, yeah, the amount of kids that are taking this up, like young teenagers, even younger, that are taking up piping and drumming, that's just crazy. You know, it's unheard of. So the piping world has certainly seen a bit of a boom in the young folk. You know, there's a lot of young people taking up piping and drumming now. And it's just nothing short of amazing. It shows that our piping world is vibrant now. And with the next generation, it will continue to be vibrant. Because as these kids are coming through, they're giving us old fellas a run for our money. Because the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland is a prime example of this. Those guys are just amazing. The kids are so talented and if anything they're getting such expert tuition now um, you know that ordinarily we wouldn't have had access whenever we were that young but yeah these kids coming through age 13 14 whatever they're coming through and just playing these mad big blistering hornpipes and big MSR sets that we never would have tackled when we were that age but they just do it and it's water off a duck's back you know it's scary so 
2017 has definitely seen an upsurge in numbers, especially in young people, which is just brilliant. That's what we should be doing. You know what I mean? Bringing along more new people to what we do. I think it's incredible. Also, what's been good about 2017? I have to talk about the amount of new releases in the music scene, especially the Celtic music scene. Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton have been insanely busy this year. Not just them, but everything from the Celtic and trad music scene has just been a boom year for bagpipers. It used to be... Especially in the Celtic music scene, if you had a fiddle player and a whistle player, maybe even a box, you know, a squeeze box player or stuff like that, that was your band. You never once thought about introducing Highland bagpipes into your band. But it seems to be, especially in 2017, more and more bands are starting to incorporate the Highland pipes into their act. Now, these bands may not have had bagpipes to begin with whenever they first started. But they're starting to introduce them now into the music that they're producing. And, yeah, I think it's been a massive hit with the audiences. You know, as you're noticing more Celtic and folk music gigs around the, around the country and around the world, they're finding that piping, and bagpiping specifically, seems to travel extremely well. Especially when you're trying to brand yourself as possibly, you know, here we are, we're a Scottish Cayley band, and we're coming on with a couple of accordions. You know, whenever people essentially think of something Scottish, the first thing they think of is a set of pipes. So now that these bands and these kind of, you know, guys that are out and around and touring the country and they're playing gigs and trying to represent themselves as being Scottish or playing Scottish music, then here we go. They're now playing Highland Pipes as a result. And it's just brilliant. You know, it's, it's a good time to be a piper. You know, <laughs> That's me saying that as a drummer. But yeah, if you are a piper, even if you're not with a band or part of the pipe band scene, it's been a bit of a bumper year uh, for Celtic music and folk musicians because they're never short of work. If anything, I do know a lot of the guys who play in the folk scene who haven't been near any bands or anything like that for this last number of years, they haven't stopped working. With playing at weddings and funerals and parties, birthday parties, whatever, just anything that would require a bagpiper, they just have never been busier, you know, with even with tuition as well, like it just I'm bringing it back to bringing kids in, people just basically teaching have been insanely busy, so yeah, it's been a bit of a bumper year for the solo musicians and the folk musicians because everyone seems to be wanting to introduce Highland Piping into their act. So that means for me, being a radio guy, that means there's all the more music to play. Because there is so only so much <laughs> pipe band music you can play before the regular Joe on the street starts to tune out. So it's awesome to be able to play bands like the Red Hot Chili Pipers, or bands like Braybrack, or Ross and Ali, or Fred Morrison. or You know, be able to branch out and play all these different acts. It's definitely been a bumper year for folk music, so... Hey, long may it continue. I don't know if it's a bit of a craze or a fad or what it is, but for some reason they are introducing Highland Piping more into the folk and Celtic music scene. Long may it continue. If anything, recently, just now this afternoon, I actually got a clip sent to me. Uh, I can't remember the name now. I think the guy was from Copenhagen. And uh, he said, hey, you're into piping. You'll like this. Now, it was a metal band. But it was like a Viking metal band, which was strange in itself. They were playing like Viking rock. 
And uh, there we are, Vikings. And then what was behind them was like four different pipers. Four guys playing bagpipes while this band was playing this rock music. And it's like Viking rock with Highland pipes and it was just awesome. So I can't wait to bring that to the, <laughs> the radio show. But if anything, it kind of illustrated to me how bagpipes are kind of seeping into little ways and places that ordinarily you wouldn't have seen them. And it's been happening more this year than any other year. So I guess that's part of the good. Also, on a completely selfish note, what was good in 2017? Yeah, we launched the Big Rab Show podcast. Yeah, can you believe it? We're nearly a year old. I think we're a year old in February. I think it's when, when we are. But yeah, we launched this podcast. And if you listen back even as far as episode one... Yeah, you'll hear for yourself that this was only supposed to be a bit of an experiment. A bit of a, hmm, let's test the waters here and see how it goes. But man, oh man, has it lifted off. (laughs) It's just went boom, way past anything I ever would have expected. And it's just incredible. And it's all thanks to you guys for listening to the podcast each week. So that has to be on the list of good things. (laughs) (laughs) The launch of the podcast has been nothing but a bit of a roaring success. So I have to say thank you to everyone who downloads it each week. And thank you to our wonderful patrons who click that Patreon button on our Patreon page. It really does help an awful lot. Each click of support means the world. Plus our awesome sponsors, G1. Of course, we wouldn't have opened the doors in the first place if we didn't have that little help out from our sponsors, G1. We are just awesome! Okay, that's the good. I'm sure you guys can think of a million different good things to come from 2017. And if anything, I would like to hear your emails on it. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Email me in your good, bad and ugly. Now, let's get into the bad of 2017. Hmm. Now, what I have on my list here can be kind of controversial. But it's my own personal bad. Now... The first thing on my list here is the lack of success for Northern Ireland bands this year. Of course, being completely selfish and self-centred, I am from Northern Ireland and I am aware that a lot of bands from Northern Ireland have been really successful this past 10-20 years. However, 2017 didn't see much success or much silverware, for that matter, come across to Northern Ireland. Now, our drum majors, has to be said... Are second to none. You know, we have quite a number of world champion drum majors. Uh, you know, we are awesome at drum majoring at the moment. We have that licked. But as far as piping and drumming goes, 2017 was a difficult year for Northern Ireland bands. Uh, yeah, even when you consider the mighty field marshals from here, uh, you know, we've got quite a number of good grade one pipe bands, and yeah, all seem to suffer this year. And Yeah, I put that down to, I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. If anything, the piping scene here in Northern Ireland has never been stronger. If anything, interest in piping and drumming events here in Northern Ireland are constantly nearly always sold out within the blink of an eye. Like I've been talking about concerts and things that are happening and tickets just disappear in a blink. So whenever you realise at the World Pipe Band Championships this year, Northern Irish pipe bands went across to Glasgow in the hope that they would bring back some silverware and came back empty-handed. A lot of them actually finishing in the prize list, granted, but nowhere near the top spot where they thought they would be. 
One such example would have to be yeah, the Quinn Memorial. Look at this piping season that they had this year. Quinn Memorial Pipe Band had an incredible season this year. Winning championships all around them, including major championships, and just seemed to be completely unstoppable. However, whenever they travelled to Glasgow at the Worlds, they were stopped in their tracks. So, a bitter pill to swallow, but a, a pill they had to swallow nonetheless, because the champions of their grade were well-deserving. So, yeah, I don't know. Does Northern Ireland bands have a problem travelling? Perhaps. I don't know. But then we can talk about the Field Marshal Montgomery, of course, in Grade 1 there. They had an incredible season in itself too. However, this is also on my list of bad. Field Marshal Montgomery had an incredible season by all accounts. Winning the UK Championships, of course, with their brand new medley. And of course, with that big thumper from Fred Morrison at the end of the set. And this, for me, was a negative. Now, not the medley set itself, because I love the medley set. I thought it was absolutely awesome. It was just my favourite medley of the whole season, to be honest. Loved it from Field Marshal. But the bad seemed to be the reaction we got from the judges. Yes, a lot of judges judging Field Marshal Montgomery this year really didn't seem to enjoy that set. Now, for whatever reason it may be... I would love to know why. Because whenever you were talking to the, any member of the crowd who would listen to that set, they would say they loved it. You know, that's not a bad medley set at all. On a par with what Inverary were doing that year. And it is so difficult to separate Inverary and Field Marshal. It's just difficult. But it seemed to be any time Field Marshal Montgomery did break out that big medley set, it kind of drove a wedge down the centre of the piping world. There were those who loved it, like me... And there were those who absolutely hated it and thought that tunes such as that from Fred Morrison shouldn't see the light of day in piping and drumming. Now, I know that seems ludicrous whenever I say that, but I've actually had a number of emails to the show saying, why do you think that medley's incredible? It's, you know, that tune has no place being there. They could have finished it with something else. <sighs> Which doesn't make sense to me. You know, that was really progressive of the Field Marshal Montgomery. It was daring. They were trying something new and taking a bit of a gamble. And sure enough, it was a gamble that didn't really pay off for them. Because we all know what happened at the World Championships. Of course, we now have the current World Champions in Vararian District. Now, I'm not saying that their medley performance hurt them at the World Championships. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it drove a wedge between... Yeah, one half of the piping world who would be more traditionalist in their views, I suppose, in tune selection, and those of us who want progression. I suppose that's, yeah, I told you it was going to be controversial. But for me, that was a negative. I believe that, you know, perhaps we should be a little bit more progressive-minded, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Like Whenever you look, about, look at the rules for tune selection and medleys, Basically, it's down to your own choice. You know, it's down to the pipe major to pick whatever tunes that he or she wants. And just say, right, guys, we're playing this tune by Fred Morrison. And let's give it Dixie. You know what I mean? Let's go in there and just thrash it out and just leave the judge scratching his head as if to say, well, what just happened? And I think, in this case, this is what Field Marshal has done. They've picked this really modern tune to finish off their medley selection. And some judges loved it. Some judges, not so much. So, yeah, that was a negative. 
as well as Northern Ireland bands not having much success in 2017. Anyway, let's get on to it. Plus, and the other was bad as well. Yeah, I know it's not bad as such, but Mr. Bill Livingston announced his retirement this year. Yeah, so that's bad because everyone loves Bill. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The guy is a legend. It's just going to be sad to see him hanging up the pipes. Uh, hopefully he won't, and we will see him about on the grass. But yeah, uh, that's kind of a, a mark for 2017, I think. Anyway, let's get on to the ugly. What was ugly? About 2017. Now this was kind of difficult to put into words. But let's talk again about our world championships. And I have to talk about the ugliness of the world arena. Specifically I'm talking about the stands. Yes the stands around the grade 1 final arena were ugly. Because they were empty. Now, be it because of the weather conditions or the time of day or whatever reason, to see empty seats at the biggest, you know, time in our piping world, to see empty seats just is ugly. It doesn't make any sense at all. Now, I do remember reporting at the time that there was quite a number of problems with getting people into seats and getting them out of the seats as well, because as a band was coming walking up or standing on the line or whatever, the guys in yellow jackets basically refused entry or refused exit for anyone who wanted to move. So if you wanted to get to your seat to go and see Boghall or Field Marshal or Simon Fraser or anyone in action, you had to time it right to be able to go and get access to your seat. Never mind actually getting a ticket because tickets for these stand seats sold out within a matter of a day, two days maybe. I think once they were released, tickets were, boom, gone. You couldn't get one at all, even if you begged. You could not get a seat. But yet, whenever you watch back at the video footage, there were tons of empty seats. You know, and then yet across the barrier, or the fence, as we all like to call them, the cheap seats, where everyone just leans over the barrier like you regularly would at a normal arena, it was packed. You were talking about 30 people sitting deep trying to catch an, a, you know, a note on the air. <laughs> it's crazy. I have been there hundreds of times standing there in the middle of a huge throng of people and you're just hoping on hope that the wind blows in your direction so you can actually hear something carrying on the wind because you are standing that deep in people you really can't hear anything. And when yet, whenever you look across to the other side and you're looking at the arena and there's maybe six people sitting in a whole big grandstand full of empty chairs, it's just mind-boggling. Why were they empty? Why were people not allowed to say, oh, okay, guys, yous are all here on this side of the fence. All these chairs are empty. Look, you can go and sit there. You know, why? Why do that? Uh, it just looked really bad, especially when it was going to be broadcast on BBC television around the world. And people were watching. Cameras were swooping in over the crowd and they weren't swooping in over the crowd for some bands. For some bands, they were actually swooping in over a whole big bunch of empty chairs. It looked really bad. So th- for me, 
that's the ugly. <laughs> Woo, controversial this one. But yeah, there you go. I really do hope that they could sort out the seating arrangements at the World Championships. Um, because that's definitely a big issue. I don't know if you have grandstand seating at other majors. Especially the UK Championships hasn't got them. I do think Dumbarton, uh, also for the Scottish, doesn't have grandstand seating and all of that. So, mm. the World Championship does need it i i think and you know for all the arenas in the ground they all have grandstand seating you know grade two grade three grade four all have grandstand seating but they're free you can go and just grab yourself a seat if you're going to sit and watch grade two or if you're going to try and grab a seat and watch a bit of grade three or four there's grandstand seating available and if you can find a spare seat you can put your bum on it and there you go completely for free and just yeah just turn up and sit down so why don't they do that for the grade one arena Pack those seats full of people, man. Don't stop people from coming in to see the thing. Uh, no, you can't come on right now. They're finishing their MSR. But I want to go and see them. Yeah, but you're going to have to wait until they're done. Mm, yeah. So that was the ugly. In fact, I got a lot of complaints about the security staff at the World Championships. I do understand that they have a, a job to do, especially in the current climate when we're talking about security and everything with a massive public event like this. I do understand that they do need to be careful, um, but whenever you're actually confiscating cans of Coke and cans of uh, Red Bull and things at the gate, I actually seen a guy having to open his backpack and give the guy his sandwiches. He packed sandwiches at home, brought them in a backpack and got to the gate at Glasgow Green and the security man didn't let him in with his sandwiches. Now, please tell me, who was this man going to attack with a packet of sandwiches? Hmm. But there you go, that's what the security staff were doing and that's what people had to deal with. So the guy had to bin his sandwiches in order to gain entry to the World Championships. So, yes, next time you're going to the World Championships, if you do want to go through the gate... Don't take your sandwiches, <laughs> I guess. But they did, um, you know, upload a big giant um, poster kind of thing of telling you what you can bring and what you can't. And sandwiches weren't on there. So this guy brought sandwiches and wasn't allowed to eat them. So there you go. Anyway, that was the ugly. Empty seats and mm, security at the World Championships were extremely strict, I feel. But anyway, that's the ugly. So the good, the bad and the ugly... Let's look at 2018. Oh man, whenever I say I'm excited for 2018, I really mean it. Now I'm not going to do a proper pre-season warm-up and have a look at each grade and give predictions of who I think is going to win what, because that will come in a later podcast. We will be talking about, you know, here comes the season and here's our thoughts. But let's get some, yeah, some predictions, I feel, for 2018. What do I think is going to happen? Now, first of all, I do believe Field Marshal Montgomery will come out of the stalls fighting. Because of what happened them this year, this season, it has been the most competitive season in living memory. Field Marshal Montgomery will come out fighting. If anything, from hearing reports of what's been going on behind closed doors this winter time, apparently the practice regime that the field marshal members are under at the moment, it's nothing short of incredible. So they're putting in a large body of work. Now that's not to say other bands in Grade 1 will not feature as well, because oh yes they will. 
Inverarian District, of course, are going to be in concert in May here in Northern Ireland and are already crazy busy putting together their material for this concert as well as, yeah, preparing their competition stuff. So they're also insanely busy with work. Any member of Inverary that I've been chatting to have said that, yeah, they thought things would have kind of slowed down for a little while following them lifting the world title. If anything, things have ramped up because... They're now defending champions. So as much as it may be, you know, cool to win it, it also puts an equal amount of pressure to try and defend it. So to win it is one thing, to defend it is another. So 2018 is going to be incredibly interesting. Now as far as grade one predictions goes, I always like a dark horse. I always like a dark horse. So which band do I believe will be the dark horse to watch? Now, this is bold, but I really believe Scottish Power will be a great band to watch coming in. Scottish Power, I believe, this last number of years have been building and building and building, but always on the slow bubble. They're never nipping in there and lifting a big, huge prize that has everyone going, what? But they've always done just enough to keep themselves in the race. Do you know what I mean? I do feel 2018 could be the year Scottish Park could possibly rise to the fore, where they yeah, transcend the top six and make it to the top three. Also, two other bands that I believe should be bands to watch. Number one, Vale of Athol Pipe Band. The Vale of Athol Pipe Band, if anybody had watched them this incoming season, this 2017 season, sorry, so you get my years all mixed up. The 2017 season for the Vale of Pipe Band was awesome. These guys were just rebuilding. They seem to have been on one particular level for quite a number of years. And then they got their new drum corps now with Eddie Hoy and co. Ooh, my words. What a completely different band. It just seemed to breathe new life into the whole thing. Whenever I first seen the Vale, of course I made a point to go and see them at Bangor. The first competition of the season here. Oh my word, they just sounded awesome. It's almost as if someone had just plugged the band back into the mains again. They have just seemed to have found a complete new life about them. And what used to be kind of, oh, we're going through the motions here. Here we are, Vale of Athol, and yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. Now the Vale seems to have a real fire under them. They really seem to have a hunger for prizes. And if you look at the results this past 2017 season, they've been consistently on the increase. Gradually climbing up that ladder. Even specifically their drum corps. Their drumming you know, list, if you look at the drumming results for Vale, constantly seems to be on the rise. So 2018 could see the continuation of this rise for Vale of Athol. Interesting times if you're a Vale of Athol fan. Because... Yeah, Scottish Power, Vale of Athol, two definite dark horses for me. Also, my third band, and probably my final band, was really difficult to quantize for me because I'm a massive St. Lawrence Atul fan, and I think they're another band that could be on the slow burn. On the slow bubble, yeah, quietly chipping away, producing some incredible performances, and yet... Just never getting there. You know what I mean? Always chipping away, but never getting there. 2018 could see St. Lawrence Atul up the game. 
just find that fifth gear and kick it into overdrive. And if anything, I know a lot of people that are saying the same. St. Lawrence Atul's drum corps, of course under Stephen Crichton, has been producing some incredible results, but somehow they always seem to be falling down in either piping or ensemble. But 2018 could change all that. Because as far as I'm aware, 2018 is the year, I think, that uh, St. Lawrence Atul are doing the big pre-Worlds concert. I don't know. I'm saying that with a question mark. I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm going to need to check my research. But perhaps they are. And if anything, that'll kick the band into overdrive. Because they're going to have to produce all of this new material for their concerts. And they're not going to want to sound ropey when they're on stage in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. So, mm, 2018 could be a possible year for St. Lawrence Atul to rise to the fore. Instead of being in that you know third, maybe fourth spot or whatever then eventually challenging into second or first, you know? And it is ex- that is definitely possible. St. Lawrence Atul, as we know, are an extremely strong pipe band, producing some of the most interesting music, I feel, and especially this past season, their medley selection was incredible. Um, so, yeah, St. Lawrence Atul could be the band for me to watch. So you have Scottish Power, Vale of Athol, and St. Lawrence. That'll be my three dark horses. One... F- Band that is always an outside chance and that I cannot count out. Boghall. Boghall and Bathgate are the band that everyone loves. No one dislikes this band. (laughs) Boghall and Bathgate always produce incredible music but just never seem to be there. And it's so heartbreaking because everyone loves it to see whenever Boghall does well. You know what I mean? Boghall produces some incredible performances and have recorded some of the most iconic recording in piping and drumming. One of my favourite piping albums is the Inspired in Belfast CD. It's just awesome. Anyway, Boghall and Bathgate, possible dark horse for me. I know I shouldn't have added a fourth, but hey, come on, they're Boghall. Boghall are an awesome pipe band with an equally incredible drum core. Just, yeah. If anything, the band have been under a bit of a readjustment since they changed pipe majors. And I do realise that there shouldn't have been that big of an adjustment because their pipe major had already been a long-term member of the band. But, yeah, everyone takes a little time to get the, you know, the earth under their feet. And now we've had a couple of seasons, I believe, under this new pipe major. Now it's time to hit the ground running, Boghall. So come on, don't disappoint me, Boggies. Time to hit the ground running, I feel. <laughs> right. That's it, guys. As far as Grade 2 goes, Grade 2 is going to be incredibly interesting, I feel. And other grades, Grade 3, Grade 4, yeah, too many bands to mention, I believe, to be honest. Just now I'm thinking, too many bands to talk about. I'll possibly look at that whenever we're looking at a pre-season podcast, whenever we're looking at things and possible predictions and all of that sort of stuff. But this is just my 2018 predictions. There you go. Ultra, yeah, and bands that I'm going to be looking forward to seeing this year. Just too many. Yeah, we'll talk about that on a pre-season podcast. But for now, I shall head out the door. So sorry there's no guest, guys. But as I say, couldn't make it. Because tis the festive season and all that. And he's just incredibly busy with family and everything. So I couldn't tear him away to sit and talk nonsense to me or you guys for a while. So come in. Sorry about that. That's terrible. But hey. Thank you very much for joining us. Hope you've had an amazing Christmas, first of all, and you had a great holiday season. And did you get anything off your Christmas list that you wanted? 
Anyway, want to wish you the very best and happy new year. 2018 will be an incredible year. I'll tell you that now. You don't need to worry. For us piping fans, 2018 is going to be an amazing season. Especially for me, as a reporter of the piping world, I am looking forward to each and every engagement that's coming up. 2018 is shaping up to be one of the busiest years for us on the show. And yeah, we will be doing our very best to capture everything that we can coming in to 2018. So without further ado, I shall run out the door. Wish you all a very, very happy new year. And uh, yeah, if you are gigging over New Year's, if you're out and about playing at a New Year's gig, please do send us a selfie. Either send it to us through our Facebook page or indeed our Twitter, at Big Rab Show. Get your selfies to us. Let us see you in action. You know, if you're playing at a New Year's Eve gig or whatever, yeah. Because pipers are just wanted everywhere at New Year's. It's crazy. So definitely get in contact with us. Send us your selfies. Your New Year's Eve gig selfies and we'll happily publish them up there on our Facebook and our Twitter, all our social media and give you a bit of a shout to say, look, he's out working or she's out working and uh, the rest of us are all partying, you know. (laughs) Right guys, I'm away. Very happy New Year to each and every one of you. Roll on 2018, eh? (laughs) Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible World Championship performances, G1 Reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current World Champions in Vararian District. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>